You're listening to Growing in Motherhood, the podcast that inspires mamas to grow, where we talk about the real stuff, not just the good stuff, and share all things parenting and motherhood insight. We are first cousins with 10 kids between the four of us, ranging in age from six years to just six months old. Whether you are currently expecting, have kids of your own, or would like to in the future, this show is for you. Let's get started and grow with us. I'm one of your co-hosts, Leah Linden, and today's episode, we're having a conversation about pregnancy and birth experiences during the pandemic. Erin will be interviewing me and I will be sharing my story. So many experiences that come with pregnancy by itself. Mm -hmm. Now, when you add to that, being pregnant during a pandemic, I imagine that is craziness. So can you please share with us, what was it like to be pregnant with a high-risk pregnancy during a -hmm. pandemic? Yeah, so I guess I have to rewind a little bit because I found out I was pregnant December of 2019. And the pandemic, um, I don't know if it had been classified as a pandemic yet. Like I know in the news we were hearing some, some rumbles coronavirus but it hadn't actually like reached the states to my knowledge Mm -hmm. um so it was Mm -hmm. still like okay this distant thing that i never imagined in a million years would have transformed right or evolved into what it did right i didn't find out until mid-january that i was pregnant with twins february felt somewhat normal in terms of life and then march is when pandemic was in full swing and changed everything as we know it. So even though I was technically pregnant before the pandemic, the bulk of my pregnancy was in this new space that we were all learning to navigate. So being a high-risk pregnancy already had its challenges. I mean, my first trimester was horrible. There were some days I just couldn't even get out of bed. Other days, I mustered up every ounce of energy that I had to Mm. look somewhat presentable just to go to work. Some days, my husband had to drive me to work because I just, I was going through it. I even had (laughs) an experience, an event I was at where I actually blacked out. There were paramedics involved. It was, it was a mess, right? So, (laughs) Did I know about this? I feel like... You knew about it because you're like my nurse practitioner on speed dial. So <laughs> I feel like maybe I told you like after the fact. Uh, okay. But okay. yeah, I can definitely tell that story on another occasion. <laughs> Essentially, I was third in line. Like my body was paying closer attention to the humans that I was growing. And, uh, you know, I was third in line to get the nutrients from the little itty bitty amounts of food that I was able to take in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first trimester was rough. So you asked about how did my pregnancy, how did the pandemic really like add to the pregnancy? Yes. You also mentioned just the normal stressors. When you're reading the book, 
you know, what to expect when you're expecting from cover to cover. There is no chapter that says, hey, during a pandemic, this <laughs> is what your pregnancy is going to look and feel like, right? Yep. So that definitely made it a lot harder right. because there were just so many unknowns. I'm already on edge because I'm high risk. Um, there are already so many unknowns in that experience alone. I actually didn't realize how common miscarriage and infertility mm -hmm. is until I became pregnant and would come across statistics and, and hard numbers that really just blew my mind. I had no intentions on sharing that I was pregnant until I was mm -hmm. absolutely in the clear. Mm -hmm. And so it was a very much a stressful time. And then pandemic just opened up a whole new level of stress that I just didn't know was possible. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of unknowns. And then there was definitely changes to the routine, right? Your normal routine, I went from working five days a week right. in an office setting to exclusively working from home. That was very different. Mm. I was very grateful and appreciative of that, actually. I feel like that was that was a pro. First and foremost, grateful to even have a job because I know that wasn't everyone's story. Grateful to still right. be able to be in a space right. where I could be comfortable. The pandemic changed quite a bit in my overall mm -hmm. experience, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I, <laughs> there's no way that it couldn't. Do you feel like as a result of um, having to change your normal routine, there were a lot of unexpected pros? Or was that the only one that stood out to you? When you think of like a pandemic and a global shutdown, you don't necessarily think, oh, there's pros to it. But honestly, I did give me the opportunity to look for the silver lining, really be grateful for, for those changes, for those life changes. I think it helped really put things into perspective. We're able to really filter out all of the noise that we become consumed with as a society and really think about what really matters, mm -hmm. essential versus non-essential, right? And so then it's mm -hmm. like you almost do like an internal audit and you're like, well, what's essential in my life and what's non-essential? Your health, your family, there's no better time than during your pregnancy to prioritize that, right? right like I didn't feel right. like I was missing out on X, Y, Z, fill in the <laughs> blank because I was able to recenter and ensure that that was the priority. I actually had not started showing around that time. Mm -hmm. It's actually been a year. Like now that I think about it, it's been exactly a year since we went on lockdown. I, I was able to really hide my pregnancy, wait until I felt comfortable uh, to share. When you're working from home, in my experience, I know every company may be slightly different, but right. I was yeah. basically in yoga pants like the whole time. And that was great because that meant mm -hmm. that I wasn't stuffing myself into a, you know, a suit. <laughs> so I would definitely say that was a pro. Yes, there are occasions when I did go on camera for different work meetings and I looked presentable. I'd definitely say a pro was comfortable clothing and comfortable shoes. And then the other comfort I would say of being in your own home is, you know, I was close to the fridge. I was close <laughs> to the bathroom when I, you know, wasn't feeling great. You know, I was close to the couch. Right. Like, I did not even know that was possible to be as mm -hmm. drained and tired. There were some days when 
get off work, I would literally go to sleep for the night. Like I'm talking about like before the sun goes down, I'm already curled up in my bed. Like see you in the morning. Like <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Thing is like being able to sleep in because there is no commute, right? Like I'm waking up within, you know, the just just in time, just the amount of time I need to get ready uh, for my first meeting of the day. There's definitely the comfort element. And then I'd probably say that the last thing would be the unwarranted belly touching and like random questions and unsolicited advice. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't have that for the most part. And, you know, being the introverted person that I am, I am not mad at it. For sure. (laughs) In this time of being in the pandemic, we are, you know, we're forced to look for that silver lining um, in all of our situations. I would not be mad at being pregnant and yoga pants and access to the fridge, plus access to the potty when I have to make a run, and a nap on the couch. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's nothing better than your own bathroom. When yes. you have to tinkle every few moments, like, yes. there is nothing better than your own throne. Okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> So yes, those are definitely pros. Um, but I know it wasn't all a dream and I know it wasn't all a walk in the park. What about your doctor's appointments? Mm-hmm. Like, how did those change? Because I know when you're pregnant, you have your um, routine OB visits. One of the big moments for me when I was mm-hmm. pregnant was when Julius and I got to see the babies, um, you know, on the ultrasound. And, you know, that's a big moment, not just for you as mom as a first-time mom but also as a first-time father so how were your doctor's appointments affected by um, COVID-19? So I had two sets of doctors I had my regular OB doctor that would be a part of my delivery team that I had set visits for and then I also being high risk had a team just dedicated to me being a high risk pregnancy that um, would actively monitor me and I would do an ultrasound at every visit so Initially, mm-hmm. we had two visits with both sets of um, both of the t- the different teams of physicians, and that was business as usual. That was prior to the pandemic really hitting and taking off. It was just normal protocol. And then I remember after pandemic hitting, it was within 48 hours, I got a phone call from the high-risk doctor, the MFM, maternal fetal medicine doctor, me that moving forward only I could attend the appointment that they were essentially shutting the door to any additional visitors beyond the patient wow I put the phone on speaker I could tell he was absolutely gutted at not being able to join me I felt really saddened right because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like this is both of our experience and I equally want him to be present and this is a time when the pregnancy comes alive to him right like I'm the one who you know eventually feels movement I'm the one who are going through the physical change so the pregnancy is very real to me right and of course he can be a witness but when he sees the ultrasound, like that's his peak. Right. That's an opportunity for him to be, you know, come in there and to know he wouldn't be able to be present to first and foremost, not experience that, but also to be by my side and be supportive. Right. right. Um, 
I know really, really hurt. What we would do instead was FaceTime. So he would typically drive me to the appointment and then I would call him from the car and I would be able to FaceTime, show him the screen. That's the way he was able to be present, but it does not compare. Um, but still grateful for, for that um, opportunity. I appreciated the efficiency that came out of um, this new change from a office visit perspective because I waited in my car, they would text me and they're ready to see me. I was in and out as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. It was low contact. You know, I only talked to people who I needed to. Right. It was a very streamlined process. That was a pro. I hope that forever doctor's appointments will always be like this. <laughs> I imagine that had to be really hard because like you said, for dads, you know, that's like their first peek into this, their new life. You know, we feel everything as mom and we, um, you know, have that connection with baby that starts from, you know, the moment we know we're pregnant. Um, we start to feel these changes in our body. We feel those first movements and we're connected at that point. Dads, they don't have that privilege. Um, so, you know, they have to kind of experience it secondhand through us, remove even that opportunity for him to be there with you during the um, ultrasound. That's, that's a lot. So shout out to you dads who are having to experience this and you moms, because it's definitely, um, it's a lot. So the pandemic definitely had a big impact on your outpatient experience. How was your actual inpatient experience affected by the pandemic? Um, your, your delivery process, was there any change to you know, the number of people that were able to be in the delivery room? How did that all work? I actually did hear of initial reports of some places, especially I think it was in New York, not letting moms or rather forcing moms to give birth alone. And I, I felt so horrible, not only for them, because no one should be forced to give birth alone, but then also, you know, anxious if, well, that potentially could be my story too. Like, again, there were still so many unknowns. So there could be a potential that by the time I would be giving birth, it would be worse than it currently was at the beginning. I definitely took that in consideration when I considered my birth plan. Um, but at the time that I gave birth, midsummer, we were like six months into the pandemic. And so hospital protocol had in some ways, at least locally, kind of been a little consistent in terms of knowing what to expect. I made sure I stayed closely in tune with my birth coordinator. So at the hospital I gave birth, they had dedicated specialists who would work with expecting moms um, to answer questions and just kind of be available um, to provide as much information ahead of time as possible. So I would ask specific questions on what was allowed, what was permitted, what wasn't permitted. They did have a strict visitor's policy and they permitted one person for your entire stay. By default, that was my husband, but that also meant I couldn't have a doula. I couldn't have my mom present. 
I couldn't have friends or family. I couldn't have my cousin, Aaron, you, you know, like come by the (laughs) hospital. It was one designated visitor and it was expected that that person couldn't leave at any point during this day. So they checked in with me and they were expected to remain there until I was discharged. But in terms of my birth experience, regardless of the pandemic, I was very concerned. I'm high risk. I'm having twins. There's also such disproportionate experiences when it comes to black moms and black babies, right? And that is, that's statistical. And so going in, um, already had a lot of things like stacked against me, if you will. And then the pandemic thrown in the mix as well. I mean, that is a perfect storm, perhaps. There is a lot to navigate. My birth story specifically, I'll have to share at another time. At my check-in, or 35 weeks, my doctor basically said, it's time based on what I'm seeing, you need to give birth. So Leah, I want to highlight something that you said. You brought up the the point of, you know, the anxiety that surrounds, um, or even the fears that surround being um, a woman of color that is pregnant, that in and of itself we know is a fearful time. Mm -hmm. But then when you add a pandemic (laughs) to that, that just maximizes that fear and that anxiety. Overall, pregnancy-related mortality in the United States occurs at an average rate of 17.2 deaths per 100,000 live births. But when you look at non-Hispanic black women, that number jumps up to 43.5 in 100,000, and it decreases to 12.7 in 100,000 for non-Hispanic white women. That is a clear um, disparity that persists uh, for maternal morbidity and mortality. We see similar numbers when we talk about black infants. So I know that this was a time filled with anxiety for you. Um, I don't know if fear is the right word, but definitely anxiety. How do you feel like your actual birthing plan you know just what did you have in mind how did it live up to or not meet your expectations and how did all of that combined with what we're talking about for black women when they're pregnant combined with the pandemic it's a fully loaded question (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to touch on initially the um disproportionate i was very particular with the location that i chose to birth at where I had full confidence in the team, that Mm -hmm. allowed me to become a lot more at ease. That didn't remove everything. Familiar with um, what to expect from a culture perspective of that hospital. I was confident in their patient care, in their ability to put patient experience at the center of everything that they do. So that really helped me decide, you know, I considered, you know, do I want to do like a birthing center instead of a hospital? But that was quickly uh, decided for me that that wouldn't be an option the moment I became high risk. And then having twins, there was always a chance I would need a C-section. And that became real 
when it was discovered that one of the babies was breached. My birth plan, I don't think, was drastically impacted by the pandemic itself, but rather my pregnancy and how it was evolving. And so at the time when we were ready to go, some options had just been taken off the table already. The other thing is I I was actually supposed to get tested for COVID, Mm, but at the time it was taking more than 72 hours for results to come in. Mm -hmm. And I'm not exactly sure, to be honest, if I were to, or a mom were to test positive to COVID, how that impacts. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. They, They didn't give you an idea of what would change? No, they didn't give me an idea of what would change. But because of how quickly I had to give birth, Essentially, they Mm -hmm. didn't make testing an option for me because it's like, well, your results would come in well after the fact. It wouldn't be of benefit to test. It's clear, Leah, that you did not have a normal pregnancy. Is it even... Can you even say normal? Like, what is normal? Everyone's pregnancy is different. And as you mentioned earlier, (laughs) for the same woman, you know, each pregnancy that she has is different. Mm -hmm. So what is normal? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's clear that your pregnancy, exactly, it's clear that your pregnancy was was, um, impacted by um, the pandemic, by COVID-19, by Rona. (laughs) Rona Lachey. Yeah, she reared her head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm wanting to know, you know, when you look back at this whole um, experience, um, pregnancy is such a beautiful time um, for a mom at any stage, you know, whether it's a new mom or a second time or third time mom. But was there anything that you felt like um, you didn't have an opportunity to experience or that you missed out on um, during your pregnancy? Absolutely. And I was definitely in my feelings about a few of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How did you how did you deal with that? How did you cope with that? When you think about big events in your life, pregnancy is up there. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Graduations and weddings and pregnancies and, you know, just these milestones that you only go through once right like you can have multiple graduations but they're not going to be for the same Mm -hmm. thing you can have multiple pregnancies but they're not going to be for the same thing they're very unique experiences right right and there's nothing like the first time yeah yeah for sure so there were definitely experiences I felt like I missed out on and just like especially in in western society you know you have the the big events you have the gender reveal you have the baby shower maybe even a baby moon. And uh, I had none of that Mm. in the traditional sense, you know, and we're like, all right, well, now we have to become a little more creative and figure out how we share. And then, you know, baby shower, we ended up doing like a Zoom baby shower, which Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for. And people really did show out. And in one way, um, it actually allowed an opportunity for people to join who wouldn't have been able to in person true because of proximity so that was a bright side of it i was really excited to be able to share that experience with so many people Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't 
you know, I'm doing air quotes right now. It wasn't traditionally what I anticipated. Um, also, you know, those smaller experiences like going to the store to pick out items for your registry or um, decorating the nursery in the time frame that you anticipate when the whole world shuts down. That includes furniture factories and the like. Mm-hmm. And so everything's now on back order, you know, oh, so yeah. even when you're shopping online, there's <laughs> massive disruptions to the supply chain. And then, you know, like maternity tours and childbirth classes at the hospital, those were canceled immediately. And they oh, did, wow. yeah, they did um, ultimately go online and I, and, you know, Zoom calls, you know, that was the thing. It was an option, but it's, there's, there's just some things that you can't do over Zoom, right? Like you can't learn things that should be a hands-on experience. It's just, it's just different. So right, right. Probably one of the really big items I felt as though was missed or altered was my social support system. Mm, yeah. My village is also on lockdown, right? Like right. those who I would love to have support me in this experience in person, um, you know, close friends and family members, they weren't able to. I know that pandemic aside, that it would have been very different. Um, you know, even I think about, I have two wonderful neighbors mm-hmm. who also gave birth in 2020. Our houses are, you know, on the same street, but yet we haven't really even been able to um, probably get together as new moms would have, um, you know, and share mm-hmm. in the experience. You know, it was it was definitely an emotional roller coaster at large. You know, I felt every emotion. Um, and I definitely felt like there were things that I looked forward to that didn't happen, but also I was mature to understand that it wasn't like this was happening to me, right? Like there were so many people around the world who were impacted in such major ways, you know? So I think that it's helpful when you understand that it's not just you. Everyone is having to do things differently. Everyone is having to navigate this experience in their own way. And really, like, you're in it together. So, yeah, I mean, there are definitely things that I missed out, felt like I missed, but I'm also clear that you know, it's kind of like, it is what it is, right? Like, it's just, it's the reality of the space and time that we're in, and you just have to make the best of it. We're living during a time where you have to find the silver lining. You know, there's, there's so much going on around us that is, in many instances, cause for, um, for sadness, for despair, and at times maybe even feelings of hopelessness, but... We have to look for that glimmer of hope. So that's the next thing I would ask you is, what can you say to a mother and why should she be encouraged right now? You know, Erin, I would just say 
speaking to those pregnant moms or new moms, I would just say, just, just know you're not alone. We're ultimately in this together. I think there has been such a enhanced understanding of navigating this new space. And I would remind mama to literally just take one day at a time. The slower pace does allow for one to do that. And I'm grateful that I was, you know, I talked about it earlier, but really able to, to refocus and just prioritize what was important. There's so much loss. Mm -hmm. The opportunity that you have, like you get to be a mom, like you get to experience in this and it's such a delightful and life-changing event that it's easy to be discouraged. It's easy to um, be overwhelmed with the unique nuances in the pandemic. It goes by so quickly and it's easy to get wrapped up in the emotion and to miss enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage moms to to try to find those ways. I mentioned mm-hmm. a few of them earlier, but there are there are pros. Right. I am grateful that I am able to work from home, spend most of my day with my children. That pre-pandemic, I would be likely dropping them off at a daycare. You know, there's some moms that that even during a pandemic, that, that is their reality. I am grateful that I have right. it to be an option. Enjoy the milestones that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. So there are right. pros. And I would say that those pros will differ from mama to mama. You know, we talked about, you know, being able to have more efficient doctors visit, you know, cutting out some of that unsolicited feedback right so it kind of gives you an opportunity to (laughs) do what's best for you right and not having to apologize for it overall you could potentially be more comfortable um, because likely you you are in your own home maybe hopefully in those yoga pants And, (laughs) (laughs) and you have an opportunity in my opinion to just be more in tune now because of the reduction of the noise mm-hmm. and the pace that was once there and once existed. And in some ways, it's, it's kind of trying to creep back. But until we're truly out of the pandemic, we're, we're making our way there, but it's not there yet. And do what's right for you. Do what's right for you and your partner. Do what's right for you and baby. And just really make this experience as you wish because you're prioritizing what's right for you and in some ways like there aren't rules anymore like you can do what's best for you and that's important thanks for listening to growing in motherhood if you like this show be sure to subscribe rate and review on apple podcasts it helps other mamas just like you find the show we also encourage you to even tell a friend And if you would like to connect and continue to grow with us, we invite you to follow our Instagram page at Growing in Motherhood for daily parenting insight and announcements for upcoming episodes. Until next time, bye.